Awesome, guys. Welcome back to the pod. And uh, in this episode, we're actually going to cover one of the most important parts of building an e-commerce business and an e-commerce brand. And uh, a lot of people don't really think about what really goes into the logistics side uh, because it doesn't sound as sexy. And uh, But at the same token, some people, when they want to go start an e-commerce brand, they think they need to go buy a bunch of inventory in order to actually start the process uh, without demand testing, without getting orders, without that stuff. And so there's actually a way to navigate it. There's a way to actually uh, start to test things and actually start to build a brand or actually build something that you actually believe in without having to go drop ship, you know, bad products overseas or to fork up a bunch of inventory just to start your very own brand. And so, um, I know my partner Los here, he's done a lot of that and has had great negotiations and the great relationships with suppliers. And I wanted him to share some insight on, uh, the industries that he's done it in, but then also how you can navigate those conversations to potentially create a longer term relationship to essentially help you actually get that e-commerce brand off the ground if that's something that you're trying to pursue. And so Los, can you share some insight on, uh, first off, telling what kind of brands you did this for and then talk about the negotiations? That would be uh, very valuable here. Yeah, I've, I've done a ton of them, uh, especially in the uh, health supplement space. Mm. Uh, I actually became partners with my supplier. Uh, and the way that that kind of happened is we started small on, on one product and as things kept growing, he saw that we were having pretty significant growth and he was, you know, he's a manufacturer, so he makes a ton of different things. Uh, and I kind of came to the idea of like, listen, instead of like longer terms, why don't we just create smaller batches depending on what you can do based off, you know, other products and things like that, that you're already doing that we can kind of like almost white label, but you have equity in this and then we can pay as things are being sold, which really supports it because you're not running at 90, you're running, Hey, when inventory's out, you're fully paid restock on inventory based on product. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, we would do product launches on like Skittles flavored, uh, pre-workout and we do, let's just say 500 units, right? You do the launch and you said you sold 400 units, you got a hundred units. So he gets paid for the 400 units, right? But we still have a hundred. And when the hundred sell, because he was the manufacturer, there was no need of like, I got to get paid, blah, blah, blah. And it builds a stronger relationship. I've, I've helped other people do it in the apparel space and, and create these kind of partnerships. Uh, you don't have to like full LLC with the person we did because it was, you know, we started from one and then they kept growing and things like that. But it's really, it's really a mixture of negotiating and communicating everything goes back to like treating people like treat people, right? Uh, it's expressing, Hey, I need this number so I can get to this number instead of like, just, Hey, I need, I need 500. What's the price? Well, it's the price here, here, here. Listen, if I know that I can get to selling 500 a month of these, I know that I can end up back ending for this other supplement or, or, you know, shirt or whatever Mm -hmm. product, but I can't afford to do that. What's the best way that we can create at least one time test scenario that you're willing to do this? You know, we confront some or you confront us some and we can kind of start moving in that direction. And if things are too expensive in certain scenarios, express why, Hey, this is too expensive on an average. This industry is spending, you know, the cost of acquisition is this much. If we want to grow it over here, we need the cost to go down. I know there's other people, but I trust you. I want to work with you on other things as well. They want the business. And if you don't serve them on the price or they don't serve you on the price, the business is going to leave. And instead of just taking it to like, oh, it wasn't like that, boom, I'm leaving, start expressing what the future looks like for your business while working with them and then what the future looks like for you guys together in other potential opportunities. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So really taking the relational approach now, that's that sounds idealistic for probably everyone that's trying to launch their brand, right? Saying, hey, we can come to a middle ground, not to fork up so much capital, whatever the case is, da, 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 and this, try and this negotiate. This 90% from there. of the time will not work if you're starting your brand. I was going to say, what, what are some of the things that you can do potentially in the beginning, or maybe there's different phases in which that you should approach these suppliers with? Because you don't want to also start off the relationship saying, hey, how about I don't pay you anything and then we just start here? Like you don't want to be that guy or right. girl either. So at what at what stage do you think that it helps on a framing basis with you in that business and where you want to go do things or we want to go test things? Like at what stage from maybe beginning, maybe it's up and going to, hey, it's scaling to then, hey, it's really booming. Like out of those four, what is a good time to start looking at those potential partnerships and relationships and how should you navigate those? I it Because there's so many products that could be, described as like direct consumer or CPG kind of stuff. Like it's, it's hard to say the phases, but I would try to optimize for revenue, right? Like instead of looking at it as like, what products do I need? Like at no point, if you think about it, how people think they're like, Hey, how do this is what we should sell next. We're going to crush it. What does that mean? But that's what people say, right? Okay. Or, or this is what's going to happen here. Instead of saying like, Hey, what's the best product that makes the most sense that we could leverage that is very profitable for us, right? Like what's, what's a problem that is a solution for them and supports that, but we can actually use on the back end as lifetime value, sell less of and make less order quantities, which maximizes our return, right? If you start thinking of like return plus, plus ads and plus marketing, then you start to see like, okay, then what do I need? Man, we can't afford it. Then you know, okay, let's spark a conversation with this person. You Got it. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So having that data to demand test first is where everyone should start. Right. Yeah. I, I just, we just talked about it. I think a few uh, weeks ago with one of our clients always start by testing if the product is even viable, if people want it, like yeah. don't go buy all the inventory first. But then once you have that data, that can lead to open these doors that you're talking about, which is, Hey, maybe we, we continue to double down here for this amount of runway. And then we go to negotiate and get this new product launch or just double down on that, but with different terms and, and that, just kind of go through the process. And that all starts in like an actual plan, right? I think, I think there's a lot of what I call now like Instagram CEOs that just want money fast and they had something and it worked, especially when COVID happened, boom, everybody was a baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but no one had a plan. And so when you come to them or a marketing agency or, or an operations company, whatever, they have really very little to say, but like a task because you don't have a plan, right? If you had a plan, you could really understand the future. I, I worked with a, with a company that was doing really well and he literally was making good money as a company, very poor money for himself. And I showed him some efficiencies that he could do in the, the biggest problem was the product, right? Mm. And he's like, well, th- this is the best product, man. No one else makes a different one. I was like, have you looked? He's like, I talked to like two people and it wasn't the same. Okay, that's it, two people. Like this is your <laughs> lifehood, livelihood of your business. You're not looking at it. And then makes another decision because this is expensive. I'm going to sell this other product and hire this guy to get me in retail, which I told him, I was like, this is the worst thing you can do. It's going to be even more expensive. Mm-hmm. All of that happened because he was just trying to, for quick solutions to get one thing to work instead of thinking, what can I do? How can I talk to this guy? I told him to talk to the other supplier and he's like, bro, he won't budge. I bet you he'll budge because the other thing that he said, he's the only, he's the only client. Like he had an idea for a very Mm. specific product. And I was like, bro, he has to budge. You have, you have all the leverage, but he thought that he had all the leverage because he's like, well, he's making it. It was like, you're paying him to make it. 
If you tell him, hey, listen, I'm going to pay you less, but give you 10% on the back because this is going to scoop my stuff so much better for both of us. That's an option. You didn't, you didn't entertain it. If you say like, well, I guess that's that I'm going to leave. He also is now in like, in a place of like, oh man, like, well, let's talk. But if you're just looking at two other people and then trying to like completely make a different decision, that's what 90% of people do. So it's really sitting down and you could have looked at it in like a quarterly meeting or something and said, Hey, this is too expensive with your team. What do we need to do to cut down price? How, who do we need to haggle with? What do we need to do to create a similar product that may be a little bit more affordable and test that onto the market and see if we can sell volume on that one? It's, it's really thinking about the business and then that sparks the conversations with the suppliers that need to happen. Man, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. It gives gives a lot of people, I know it'll give a lot of people a lot of value. And if you are, uh, you know, not subscribed to this channel yet, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got to subscribe. And if you want to actually, you know, maybe speak to Lois or myself about some of the stuff with your e-commerce brand about how you can go about some of these negotiations and help you guys really scale. Uh, Lois, where can they find you at and where can they uh, reach out to you? If you're subscribed, if not, forget it. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you can find me at Los Hustle on pretty much every platform. Okay, cool. And if they wanted to book a call with you, where would they go? Creatorads.io. There we go. Awesome. So there you have it, guys. Go ahead and like, subscribe, and we'll book see a call you guys. with Lopes. Peace. Bye.